Welcome to the show from the MD and Chef Team. I'm Dr. Isabel, medical doctor here at the MD and Chef Team. And who are you? And I'm Chef Michael, culinary nutrition expert. I'm the chef part of the team. And what are we going to talk about, babe? Now, I can say that because he's my husband. <laughs> yes. Well, then, we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy. We'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression, anxiety. I'll be getting into functional nutrition, recipes and tips from the kitchen. And we're going to both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant life. Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. We We like like to have have fun, fun too. So let's Let's get get on on with the show. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Now, you know what? It's not your fault. No, it's not. Hey, the reason why I'm talking about that today is just to understand that over the last three generations, I want to talk about the timeline is what has happened around food and food in the kitchen. What has happened to our lifestyle of eating and what we're doing Uh, Hey everyone, this is Chef Michael Connery, nutrition expert at DrInAmission.com, along with my beautiful wife, Dr. Isabel, functional medicine doctor and director and founder at DrInAmission. We're to help here to help you guys live a long, happy, vibrant life to prevent and overcome disease and give you hope. So today, you know what guys, so many times we're wondering, well, you know, in the kitchen, we'll... What happened to the skills? What happened to the learning of of cooking in the kitchen? I mean, over the last few generations. I mean, how did this all happen? How did it get to a point where so few people know what to do in the kitchen? You know, I hear this all the time. Well, you know, Chef Michael, um, I would love to know what to do for my kids. I would love to do what to do for my family. I would love to do what, know what to do for myself in the kitchen. I hear basic terms of this cooking, that cooking healthy, doing this and that, but I have no idea what to do. Well, today I want to just kind of help to understand it's not your fault. Here's what has happened over the last 70 years. We're going to go through that today just to help out. And I want to talk a little bit about why I am so passionate about helping you to reclaim your kitchen and what has happened in my life so that I know this is my mission and our mission here at Doctor and a Mission. All right, so let's go back a little bit in time. So it really was around the 1940s when all the changes started to happen. And what was the big worldwide event in the 1940s? Well, if you know anything about history, and hopefully you know something about history, it was, it was World War II, the big war, the World War II. So a couple things in World War II. Well, leading up into World War II, um, the women in the workforce, you know, I'm talking, you know, westernized countries like, you know, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, North America, South America, you know, those types of countries. Uh, women in the workforce made up around 15 to 20% at most in those countries. Most are, let's say, around 15%, uh, some up to 20%. Uh, well, during World War II, because all these men were going off to war, yes, some women, but mostly men in those days, uh, the female workforce during World War II shot up to around 38 to 40% in those countries. And now today, 70 years later, uh, females in the workforce is 
around the average of 60% in the countries that I mentioned were uh, westernized countries. Good morning. How's it going? <laughs> yes, I'm having a little job this morning. It's Monday morning here in New Zealand, by the way. I'm coming to you live from New Zealand. Um, I don't know where you are in the world. We're probably ahead of you time-wise. I think uh, we're about the earliest in the world. There are some other Pacific Islander islands that are earlier than us, but we're about the earliest in the world, so it might be Sunday evening for you. Anyway, yeah, so big changes there. And so the word convenience, the convenience foods actually took place in the 1940s and actually 1940s. Uh, now, guys, I do have some notes in front of me today because there are some t statistics, some certain dates. I want to kind of reflect back on it and make sure I, I get those, uh, of those correct. Uh, but going back, there was a, a gentleman named Charles Mortimer who in the 1940s, he, claimed, he coined the phrase convenience foods, and that's when it all started. Why? Because after World War II, all of a sudden they were there, there was these women that were in the workforce, and they didn't have time coming home to make foods and dinner like they traditionally had, so they needed convenient food. So this started this whole trend of like, oh, let's put things in boxes um, there are things like, uh, I'll give you an example, um, Post or the, the creators, I, I believe it was Post or General Mills, I think it was General Mills created Betty Crocker. Did you know that Betty Crocker was not an actual person? It was really just an advertising gimmick, advertising scheme. Betty Crocker cookbooks, Betty Crocker uh, boxes of mixes and foods and all this stuff. Well, it used to be for generations that there were home economics classes taught by the home ec teachers, and they would make everything from scratch. Well, when Betty Crocker was created, it was created for convenience foods. It was, it was created as this great, wonderful uh, female chef persona that made things easy for you. And so, but now all of a sudden we have cake mixes in a box. You pour it out of the box, you add an egg and maybe a little bit of milk, whipped it up and probably threw some more sugar in, which already had sugar in, and boom, you got a cake. And it was like, wow, I just created a cake. You know, well, actually the box did, and all kinds of other things. But these guys, uh, what they did was, and it was in the 1950s, General Mills with their Betty Crockers created these Betty Crocker home ec classes, and they had their people come in and replace the traditional home economics teachers and go in and teach the Betty Crocker classes of teachers. Well, now we're starting all here, starting to see the generations of people being taught by the food industry of how to cook at home. Um, just a couple other things. I mean, I'll give you some statistics about fast foods, convenience and fast foods. Uh, let me see. When started working? Kentucky Fried Chicken in the U.S. in 1952. Uh, Domino's, 1967. Taco Bell, 1950, approximately 1954, 56. Burger King, 1959. McDonald's, 1948, originally and really took off in the 1950s when Ray Kroc purchased it. Um, you know, so really through the 50s, all of a sudden you got drive throughs you got convenience foods. This is all starting to take off here in New Zealand. It came in in the 1970s. 
but worldwide, oh, now, and here's another thing with Coke and Pepsi, soda pop, well, what they offered, what Coke offered, all people in the night, all the service men and women worldwide in World War II, I mean, I find these things amazing. When you go back and you see how this really got incorporated, ingrained in the society, in World War II, Coca-Cola offered all service men and women that were serving, basically, I think the Allies most likely. I don't know if it, if it was on the uh, on the on the German side at the time. And you know, apologies to you Germans today, but you know, I don't know what was on that side. It is on the Allied side. What Coke offered all men and women servicing um, a bottle of Coke for five cents. Now at that time, I don't know what, I think it was maybe a half price or very cheap. It might've been more, but it was five cents for a Coke for anybody who was serving around the world during that whole time of World War II. Well, what happened was when those people came home after World War II and they got used to having Coke every day, what do you think happened? They were hooked. They were hooked on sugar. Well, by the nineteen by nineteen ninety five, the averages of kids drinking Coke around the world, this is young adults, two out of three were drinking at least a liter of some kind of soda pop a day. Now that wasn't happening before the nineteen forties, but that's what happened as you got generations started to get hooked on these things, and it all started around that time things that the food industry did that supposedly was convenient, it was helping society, it was giving society, it was helping, but it got people hooked on the two big factors, sugar and salt, during those times. Those factors are amazing. Ever since then, um, just a couple different things. Obesity rates. Um, in the 1950s, uh, diabetes worldwide was around 2 to 5%. Now, today, it's around 20 to 25% of the population of westernized society. 2 to 5% in, uh, from 2 to 5% to 20 to 25% in, in, what, 50 years? Uh, the genes of human beings don't change that quickly in 50 years. That's, that's 10 times in, in, in 50 years. What has happened? <laughs> It, we didn't change our our you know the DNA of us doesn't change that quickly. The same thing with obesity rates tripled in fifty years. Um, it's amazing what has happened. All the different diseases, the amount that they've just shot up and ramped up. And so I wanted you to understand that where we've gotten to today is not your fault. It was over generations as the food companies came in. That's why I call it reclaim your kitchen. They've taken it over. They've made it so easy for us and so convenient for us. They've put it all in there. They've added all the, the ingredients. So everything's into the processed food that we go, oh, well, this is just simple. This is easy, and we're hooked on it, okay? So here at Reclaim Your Kitchen, my mission, my purpose is to help you take that kitchen back to be able to cook from scratch simple, elegant, quick, wonderful, healthy meals. And why do we want to do that? Well, <clears throat> to save our health. That's why we want to do that. And I look back on my family and what's my mission about? I look back on my family and my, my mom died at 53 from cancer. 
very young. My dad, my father, he died at 69 from basically diabetes, um, stroke, many things going on in his body, just physically poor shape. I look at our lifestyle eating habits. These guys had no idea. Um, they came through that generation growing up of the 50s and 60s with cooking. They were both working. Uh, we got home. They didn't have time. And so I look. I don't remember seeing salad on the dinner table. I don't remember seeing greens. Uh, I do remember seeing some vegetables, whether it be a big piece of meat, some potato, and then there'd be like a piece of broccoli on the side or something like that. I do remember that. But that's about it. And was there soda pop? Yep, absolutely. Was there chips, bacon, salami? I mean, weekend meals were white potatoes and bacon and eggs. Yeah, we had some eggs, but they would be cooked in canola oil, you know, and the bad oils. Uh, you know, I don't remember extra virgin olive oil put on foods. I remember canola oils poured all over it and and that, that wasn't their fault. I don't blame them because they came up through that and that industry stole that kitchen from them because that's what they knew how to do. It was quick, it was convenient. Friday nights, we went out. Now back then, we went out on Friday nights as a special treat. Dad got paid, mom got paid, and we went out to um, different fast food plates on a Friday night as a treat. Okay, it was once a week, but still, you know, we got into that habit. Well, today, how often do people go out to fast foods? Um, they're in line of breakfast at fast foods. I mean, holy cow. I mean, even once a week, I mean, I don't, I don't do that. I don't, I don't know. I don't do the fast foods at all. But, you know, I mean, do people do it once a week now? Or, you know, and, and fast foods is takeaways, too. I mean, if you're getting takeaways, that's fast food. All right, let's let's admit it because I can guarantee you it's not healthy. There's all kind of stuff that's going in it. You know, even if you think I'm just getting a nice stir fry, well, they're probably stir frying in canola oils and adding all kinds of other things to give it some flavor in there. Um, but you know, I don't blame my parents. It wasn't their fault. It wasn't their problem. And so for me, the mission is understanding. You know. Um, I want to help you to reclaim your kitchen, bring that back, because I was going down that track. Uh, as a professional chef, I was excellent at cooking. It wasn't necessarily from the nutritional point of view. I, in my middle ages, was becoming a fat, old, grumpy, um, unhealthy man, and basically I was turning on those DNA genes in me to become sick and die young, and I'm determined myself for that not to happen to me. And doing that, I can help teach you guys not to have that have that happen to you. So what I want to do over the next couple of weeks, yep, I'm here Monday mornings, New Zealand time, 8 a.m. Reclaim Your Kitchen, Chef Michael, culinary nutrition expert, Dr. Mission. I want to work with you guys on how we can do things from scratch. Not difficult, just simple things where you know what's in your food for you and your family. You might not even have a family. It might just be you or maybe it's just the two of you. Um, but just so that you can reclaim your kitchen, you can feel great about what's going in you. You can be empowered to know I can cook healthy for myself. We can do amazing things. We can do great things. And that's what I want to do for you guys. So ah, that's what's happened. It's not your fault.